What are the odds? Welcome to episode 57 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-host today is Dade. We're talking about lost, stolen, and found. But first, let's talk about what we're imbibing and excited about. Dade, tell me what you're drinking. So I'm drinking some Clatch coffee and some water since it's been super hot here. Um, the humidity has been really, really bad. And I don't drink enough water generally, so I need to rehydrate. Um, not writing with anything since I'm recording in my living room in a beanbag chair because it is comfortable and the acoustics in here are actually really good. Um, much better than my office. And I think it's because there's nothing on the wall really in my office. I don't know. Got to look into that. Um, plus the office doesn't have air conditioning. So there's that too. Um, so I've been playing lots of World of Warcraft and working on setting up my Twitch channel. Um, I plan on streaming classic World of Warcraft when it comes out at the end of August. So I've been spending a lot of time, um, you know, making sure that my audio and video settings are right. Um, anyone that's used Twitch or anything, there's kind of a difficulty to it, getting everything set up accordingly. Um, especially if you're streaming gaming stuff, because for some reason people also want to see your face while you're gaming. So, um, I have to, there's a program called OBS, um, uh, you know, and it, it's basically allows me to stream my game, but then also in the bottom have me, my face, um, for whatever reason. So I've been trying to like tweak that and work that out. So when classic world of Warcraft drops, I can stream it and people can watch me play world of Warcraft. Um, analogly, is that a word, uh, speaking, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've cleaned my office and I'm not done, but I have so much stationery. Like I need to really call my collection. It's really kind of me made me realize like how much I've purchased over the years and how much I have not even touched over the years. So, um, you know, perhaps I will have some fun giveaways, um, in the coming weeks. I'm not sure even what to do with some of this stuff. So, um, and then finally, I think I'm going to get back into model kit building. Um, back in the day, I used to build uh, Gundam model kits. Uh, Gundam, for anyone that doesn't know, it's an anime from like the 80s. Um, and even now, they're making new episodes. Um, they're basically like Transformers, but cooler. Um, but they don't transform. They're always robots or mechas, whatever. Because my therapist suggested um, that I do something that engages my mind differently. Uh, my self-care routine has been non-existent and I've been really struggling with, you know, trying to find a good healthy balance with everything. And since I play a lot of video games and since I do a lot of things on the computer, um, she thought that maybe engaging my mind differently would make me feel a little bit more engaged with my world. So basically I've been feeling kind of disconnected. So, um, so I'm going to try that out for a bit. I will, um, keep y'all posted because I haven't built one of these model kits since I was a teenager. So it should be fun. Um, but that's really it for me. Um, I guess I want to talk about the, uh, latest Blackwing volume. Um, now that I've used it, but I don't know if you're going to talk about that less. No. Um, then real quick, my thoughts on it. Um, 
since we talked about it last time, didn't we? A little bit. Okay. Well, now that I have it in my hand, um, I really like it. I thought I was going to hate it, like aesthetically speaking. Mm. But there's just something about the color um, and thinking of the theme. And just, I don't know. I think maybe people are underestimating the color scheme. They're thinking it's dull, it's boring. It's not at all. I suggest people at least get their hands on them before judging. Actually, Michael Hagen mm. uh, posted a, a really good, uh, thorough review um, with some really interesting points. I'll post it in the show notes about his thoughts on the pencils and, and everything. So um, I'm not using one right now, but I was using one yesterday, and, and I really, really like them. So I um I've been using mine as my sort of daily go-to pencil. So I took it with me to work, which I don't usually do when mm-hmm. it comes to my um, pencils and whatnot that I use at home. I don't always take them with me to work, but I decided I really wanted to spend some time with the 10. Okay. I really like the feel mm-hmm. of the matte finish. Yeah. Um, it's a little grippy. It, I, I just dig that. I like it quite a bit. Um, and I don't mine. So I don't have any blurring of the print. Actually, I just smudged it. Yeah, mine smudged because I smudged it. Yeah, I just I ran like, my oh, thumb over it. Cause, yeah. and it, it smudged like newsprint. Maybe it was that, supposed to do that. I, I, I'm thinking it's an intentional thing. Um, but I did have. So I only bought the one. I bought it at Bob Slate Same. when I was with you. Um. And all the entire package they had on the shelf had issues with the ferrule and how it connected to the body of the pencil. So all of them were a little raggedy. Yeah. So I, I brought mine home. I ripped the ferrule off. I trimmed off the raggedy bits. And what I found was when I tried to reattach it, um, it was actually too long. The, the bit, on the um where they shave it down to fit the ferrule on. Uh-huh. That was too long, so it it was butting up against the eraser. So it wasn't able to get on there. So I took my my little click knife that I bought at Muji while I was with you, which is a great click knife, um really? craft knife. Yeah, it's fabulous. It's just the right size to carry around my pocket. And open packages, do little crafty things, and then it just disappears like you're not carrying a knife at all. That's awesome. Um, So anyway, once I shaved off like a millimeter, maybe a millimeter and a half of wooden graphite off that end and fit that ferrule back on, it's perfect. It looks great. Um, I'll take some pictures um, and post them on Instagram and you can – Go to my Instagram page to see it. Um, so yeah, so that little tiny bit of effort made it fit perfectly. And I, I, I like this a lot more than I was expecting. I don't, the, um, black, the black, I mean, it's a black eraser. I know they want to call it gray, but that's black. They just, I don't see any difference between that and their, um, regular eraser. I mean, it looks, yeah, that's, that's black. I don't. I don't care what they say. It's a black eraser. Yeah, I. I think it is too. Honestly. I mean, maybe they made a mistake. I don't know, but it's not a gray eraser. So I like it. I think. I. I think people are gonna whinge 
about it no matter what. They're going to they're going to carry on. They're some people are going to hate things, some people are going to like things. Um you can't win. Yeah, they're not going to win. Um and there's been a lot of discussion about the core being harder than the natural, the natural not being hard enough, it's not extra firm. But if you ever used any of the Palomino HBs, they had a lot of core variants. So right. um yeah. Anyway, I think the 10 is nice. I like that matte finish. It feels great. I love the silver ferrule. Yeah. So it it's a win for me. Cool. Anyway, anything else? Nope, that's it. So I'm finishing up some George Howell coffee from Rwanda. We got – so George Howell, if their stuff in the store is more than a week or two old, they put it on 15% discount. I probably shouldn't advertise that so that way everyone in Boston won't be going. Um, <laughs> but uh, – so we pick up um, – a, a bag of George Howell every now and then to supplement our trade because unlike you, we drink all of ours. Although I have gotten myself down to one to two small cups. So I, I have my milk glass mugs. They hold a little over eight ounces. It's about a, maybe a 10 ounce glass. And that's, so I have one or two of those a day. That's not to say I don't take in other caffeine, but I have reduced my caffeine intake a lot. Um, and so we're going through coffee a lot slower than we used to. Um, but we do, we do supplement our trade with additional coffee from George Howell. And we, and we do go for the discount stuff because it's usually just a week or two older and it makes great cold brew. So anyway, in addition to that, um, I got a bottle of ice water because I agree with you. Holy crap. It's been hot AF here. Um, not today. Today is actually pretty nice and balmy yeah. compared to yesterday. You got in the nineties out here and it was like 85% humidity. And I made the mistake of, I, I saw the clouds rolling in. <laughs> uh -oh. and, and so we, we bought a car. So mm -hmm. I, I decided to go grocery shopping because one of the, one of the most difficult things when you are car free is doing the grocery shopping and doing, cause like we do one big weekly shop and then I might stop two or three times a week or this is what we did before bef when we had a car. Um, and so then I would stop two or three times a week and pick up one or two things that I might have forgotten, or maybe I need this for dinner, or maybe I want, you know, some fresh salad on Wednesday. And then Thursdays are always easy chicken day. But that's, no one needs to know that much information about my shopping habits. But doing a big shop when you are walking, or using Uber, or Lyft, or one of those other rideshare programs is a giant pain in the butt. So I would like get dropped off with a bus and then I'd have to walk home carrying grocery bags and it's not it's not a long walk and I know it's good for me to carry a grocery bag in each hand but it's still a pain in the butt particularly when it's hot and you're dripping sweat it's just it's not appealing um and we did get one of those inner city rolling cart things so that we could go together and we could do the grocery shopping and bag as we go because we'll use the the little handgun thing so we know what we're spending um but it's still like then you got to wheel that thing home and in the heat it's awful it's just grocery shopping when you are car free is not a pleasant experience and so now we have the car and i decided yesterday when it was at 85 percent humidity and i could see the clouds rolling in 
to go shopping because I was kind of excited about doing a full grocery shop for the first time in seven months and um, getting all that stuff, all the stuff that I need to like meal prep for the week. And I got into the grocery, I did my shopping. It was glorious. I had my, all my reusable bags right there in the back of the car. I remembered to take them in with me. And then when I, after I paid and went to leave, it had just, the sky had opened up and the clouds were dumping so much rain down. And I had to walk across the parking lot to my car and I was a sopping mess at the end of it. It was not a pleasant experience. But so, yeah, I, I did. I went grocery shopping and got soaked. Um, and ever since that uh, thunder shower um, and actually it went most of the evening. So it cut the humidity and today is balmy with a nice breeze. We got sun. It's about 70 something and it's gorgeous outside. So it's not quite as hot, but I am um, replenishing my water because I'm pretty sure I sweat out all my electrolytes yesterday because you couldn't move. You couldn't do anything in our house without just like sweat pouring off of you because we wasn't expecting wasn't we weren't expecting that much humidity this early it's like august weather um so we don't have the air conditioning in yet and god it was brutal yesterday it was awful so anyway there's that um so i am writing on my crappy legal pad which has become my podcasting pad i'm using a capped muji gel pen that I picked up when we were in Boston together uh, with Johnny. It is a blue-black color or navy blue. I think probably navy is a better name for the shade. And for anyone who's wondering, if you have the Pen Attic by Spoke pen, these fit, the, the refills for the Muji gel pens that are capped fit into that pen perfectly i'm looking forward to swapping out um the refill in that with this with this blue black navy refill uh it's great it's, it feels really nice so i'm really excited about that i'm going to be doing a review on that i'm really excited about getting back into writing reviews because i haven't done any consistently for a while i've been binging on seasons one to three of veronica mars in prep for the new season coming out this month um, or is it next month? It's coming out soon. Whatever. Veronica Mars. If you haven't watched it, it is a fun little show. It's There's so many problematic parts now that... Um, and I know some of the problematic parts, like so there's some overt racism between the kids and, and things like that. It's meant to show the divide between the haves and the have-nots. But every time you hear stuff, you're like, oh my god, I don't think that would that would get onto TV today. So great show. Looking forward to the new season. And uh, so on top of that, I've been rereading a few books on fermenting. I've been so my father-in-law moved out of state. He's moving, you know, south like many snowbirds in this area do. And as he was cleaning out, he had a bunch of winemaking supplies that my wife said, I think we want those. And after he put up a bit of a fight, he did give us the fermenting supplies. So we ended up getting a, a five-gallon fermenter, a six-gallon fermenting bucket, all the hoses and tubes that you need, corks, bungs, airlocks, um, 
I'll, I'll, you know, just th- think about all the stuff that you need for fermenting. We got that. Um, there's also a three gallon, um, carboy, two little jugs for doing one gallon fermentations. And I am just really looking forward to making some meads, some, uh, melomels, fruit wines, and maybe some small batch beer. And I'm just like mainlining some YouTube stuff on how to make mead right now. Cause that's going to be the first thing, um, I tackle. So I'm really looking forward to fermenting, um, stuff other than just kombucha, some, some alcoholic beverages. And I'm pretty sure everyone on my Christmas list is going to end up getting some mead or wine because why not? Uh, all right. So Anything else we want to talk about in terms of um, limited editions or anything like that? No, I mean, I think... Oh, wait, wait. The, the the right... We didn't talk about the right limited edition that came out just after um, our last episode. Oh, the 1776. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. Yes, yes it is. I, um, I, I, I did not get my hands on them, but yes. Nor did I. I, I think... I saw Johnny's. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. So anyway, I've seen a lot of pictures of them. I really like the look. I like the idea. It's a perfect Fourth of July flag waving, patriotic um, reminder about what is important. Yes. And I'll leave it there in terms of the <laughs> yeah. political discourse, so we yeah. don't get flamed and get nasty messages in our inboxes. Um, so anyway, let's move into our main topic. So let me tell you why we want to talk about lost, found, and stolen. The way, okay, so at work, I have my desk, and on my desk is a computer monitor, phone, assorted bits and bobs, is a pen cup and a pencil cup, and there's my keyboard. And what I've been doing with my pencils for the week is I literally grab a pencil, pull it out of my pencil cup, and that is what I use until it's down to Steinbeck late. So until it's no longer comfortable to use, I use it. And at the end of every day, I take my little pencil cap and I put it on the pencil and I leave it at the top of my keyboard, right above the F keys. And I leave it there for the night. And it was probably two weeks ago now, I picked up a Dong A, a B grade, bright yellow, glossy, for office use pencil. And I was using that for the week. Put my pencil cap on it. Next day, it's gone. Plus the pencil cap is gone. Don't get me started. Um, (laughs) And I tore my office apart looking for it because I assumed, well, I probably dropped it. It's probably on the floor. Nope, not on the floor. Maybe it's behind the desk. I looked behind the desk. Nope, not behind the desk. Did I put it in the drawer? I cleaned my top desk drawer, which (laughs) took a lot more work than you might think, and dug through my side drawer, the other drawer, um, and looked everywhere for it. Maybe I dropped it around, around the program. Nope, it was gone. Now, I cared less about the Dong A B grade for office use pencil, even though it is a fabulous pencil. If you do end up going to Korea or if you're on um, eBay looking for a really nice classic yellow, really thickly lacquered pencil, the Dong A is fantastic. It's a great pencil. What I was most upset about is that I backed this Kickstarter 
for 3D printed pencil caps. And the kid who made them, he did a quick starter. It was very quick. I think he only did 100 sets. He, uh, in the middle of it, made them longer for an extra dollar. So I, I, you know, put in my initial $5 and gave him an extra buck um, to get these pencil caps that fit long point pencils. And I only had five of them. Now I have less because I gave you and Johnny one each. Um, but now I only have two because... Whoever someone stole the bright yellow pencil, which probably to them just looked like any other pencil available. Why they couldn't have taken the pencil out of a pencil cup, because I had many pencils in the pencil cup. Um but they had to take the one with the cap. Of course. Yeah. So anyway, that so that I I don't know if it was stolen. Maybe I did lose it somewhere. Maybe it's in a bag that I forgot about. But every day I do the exact same thing. I take my pencil and I put it at the top of the keyboard. It would be very unusual for me to not make that final step because it's that sort of like putting away my day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ritual that I have that I know that my day is over. Uh, so, yeah. So anyway... Um, that's what started me off. And then I started thinking about the things that I've lost, the things that I found, things that I've stolen or suspected stolen off my desk. Um, and I thought that would be an interesting conversation to start off. So, Dade, what is the most expensive thing in terms of stationery that you've ever lost? I'm glad you said in terms of stationery, because I have <laughs> a heartbreaking story about electronics. Oh, uh, yeah, I was in the 80s. I lost my Game Boy. Ooh. Yeah. And that, that was hundreds of dollars. As a teenager, that would have been, or preteen even, that would have it been was, brutal. Yeah, I think it was like 1989 or 88, whenever Game Boy came out. Um, again, that was probably the worst thing I ever lost. <laughs> so anyhow, um, stationary-wise, I think for me... You know, it took me a while to think about something that I've lost and it would have to be. So remember when the masterpiece first like got its like, like we started noticing it here. Yeah. And everyone wanted one and like people were ordering them and kind of like the Pollux. Um, I lost my original masterpiece before they became very like available through like CW or um, other places like jet pens and stuff. Um, to this day, I don't know. I took it to college with me. I was using it. I don't think it was stolen. Hmm. Um, I had a backpack with like the typical side pockets that you can put like water bottles and stuff. And it was like a net, like mesh kind of pocket. Um, and it did have a small little tear in it. So maybe it fell out there. Maybe I shoved it in there. I don't know. Like I, it's like it vanished. It's almost like your situation. Like you do the same thing. You put your pencil in the same spot and the next time you go to use it, it's not there. Um, so yeah, I was super bummed because I think I paid like $25 for it. Yeah. They were, that was a lot. Yeah. Well, that was a lot when it first, like before that I had never spent more than $5 on a pencil sharpener. Right. Um, and it was cool and it was new and I was just, I was super bummed. Um, but then not long after is when I think was the CW that first like was able to get them. Yeah. I ordered 
one from there and one of my orders and all was right with the world. But like, man, that felt, it was just a crappy feeling because I was so excited to have it. And I remember, <clears throat> you know, like showing off the points that we'd make, you know, it was just, <laughs> I think it was the timing. Um, but that was the most expensive. Like I said, I, I mm-hmm. don't use fountain pens. So that eliminates a lot of expense. Um, <clears throat> I haven't lost any of my vintage Everhart Faber stuff that's worth money because I don't touch it. So, um, yeah, that would be the most expensive for me. Uh, mm-hmm. What about you, Les? Well, I had to think about this because I don't lose things very often. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't know that I've ever lost anything particularly expensive. Cheap things, yes. Um, but I think, actually, no. You know what? The most expensive thing I've ever lost, and I, it's, I don't know if this is actually a lost or stolen story, but I'm going to go with lost. Okay. I was at a uh, networking event for my old job and I, my, my, one of my, well, she wasn't my direct boss, but she was sort of my boss's boss's boss. Okay. Walked by and needed a pen. She needed to sign something. So I handed her, I at the time had a space pen and it wasn't just like your regular space pen. It had an engraved floral pattern on it. Ooh. I'll see if I can find it because it was Amazing. I've never been able to find another one and I got a really good deal on it. And it was, you know, back then they were like $10. Now they're outrageously expensive. And I found it. I was like, Ooh, that is the prettiest space pen I've ever seen. And I had put a cap, uh, um, a clip on it. And so I handed her my pen. I turned around and she was gone. And so was the pen. I oh. think she took it, but she could have set it on the table next to me because I was busy talking to someone else actually one of my other other bosses 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 and turn around and it was gone and it just disappeared and i looked because i could i would never have imagined her to just take it right i would just imagine that she would give it back because i mean you don't really expect someone who makes you know half a million dollars a year to just take your pen I don't know. I, like, I don't expect that, but <laughs> apparently that's a thing. Um, so yeah, so that's the most expensive thing that's I've lost. But um, my wife loses pens all the time. Um, I've given her um, a Baron Fig um, Squire. Gone. Mm-hmm. Just gone. Just disappeared. Just a plain um, Squire? Yeah, just a plain Squire. It's gone. She lost it. Um, and when we get to, like, stolen, I've got a really good story about that. But, um, oh. so, yeah, that's that's it for, like, lost. I, I mean, I've lost, like, I used to use lose pencils all the time. I used to use those little Bic um, mechanical pencils, lost those all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they hand out, at my old job, they used to hand out Bic sticks. And I would lose those all the time. I would bring in um, my own Uniball Signos, and those would disappear all the time. I think a lot of it is like my coworkers would just grab them. Um, but yeah, that that was always stuff. I mean, never anything of real significance in terms of expense. So anyway, that was a good segue into what is the most significant thing you've lost? Now, this doesn't mean monetarily. This means in terms of internal meaning. Um, so I had a couple of years ago, 
um, I had a field notes notebook. It was a Shenandoah and I was using it to do like, um, like light journaling. Like every day I would write, you know, like three things I was grateful for, um, just notes of the day. It was actually in an effort to kind of help me like remember things and I lost it outright. Like I, maybe I'll find it when I finish cleaning my office, but I doubt it. Um, cause I would keep the, this notebook in my back pocket. Um, cause I could just take it out and use it whenever my guess is perhaps, um, you know, it fell out of my pocket throughout the course of the day. Like it wasn't in the pocket my wallet is in. So it's not like I would have gone in that pocket, but, but yeah, like that really hurt. Cause like, here I am journaling about things so I could remember them. And then I lost the thing and I couldn't even remember what it was that I said in that journal, you know, like, and like I said, it was very loose, like free form. And it was something that I like, it bothered me so much that I kind of just like stopped doing that for a while. I was like, well, screw it. Like, uh-huh. you know, cause usually with that kind of stuff, I'm good for like a couple days and then I forget like this. I was determined, like I had gotten past like staple day in the notebook. Nice. So, you know, and I was like, wow, I'm going to like fill these up, you know, every, every two months I'm going to use a new book. It's going to be great. You know, and no, just, I was done. It like turned me off to the idea. Um, so that, that was super significant to me. And like I said, it didn't obviously cost much. It was just the meaning behind it. Uh. Um, that really kind of stung a lot. Um, but who knows, maybe I will find it or maybe someone in the universe found it and they read it and they were inspired by my words. <laughs> that is the story I tell myself to make myself feel better about it. <laughs> what about you? Ooh, um, so I've had a couple of significant stationary losses. Um, probably similar to yours is when I, so my first year of college. So let me back this up. I have been a journaler since I was 10. In high school, I would pick up one of those fat five subjects, six by nine um, notebooks. And that was my journal. I would literally write almost every day, one page. That was my, that was my rule. It was a brain dump at the end of the day. And, um, you know, it was, it was very helpful. Um, back then. And when I went to college, it seemed like I needed something a little more adult. I didn't want to just have, you know, a spiral bound, you know, notebook. I didn't want, you know, a three ring binder. So I, when I I went to the uh, college bookstore and I picked up a little, a little notebook journal thing. It was hardcover. It was, um, bound nicely and it had the school logo on it. And it was in, it was in humane colors and I felt really adult buying this thing. And it, it felt like a change. You know, I felt like I was moving into adulthood. I was changing, I was changing my life and all of these things. And I was, I started journaling in it. And I had several roommates I went through. I didn't trust my, actually I didn't like my first, she was a sweet girl, but 
she smoked in the room and it, it was she snored like a freaking freight train. Uh, we didn't get along very well. So I moved into another room with a girl that I liked a whole lot more, but she was not trustworthy. Um, so I I didn't journal as much, but I did, you know, the major details of my life that were going on. I did journal about them. Um, and I tried to keep the journal hidden in my room. And then, so fast forward four years later, and I still hadn't finished that journal. I just, it was, it was never the right journal for me in terms of traditional journaling. It didn't work well as a journal. And so I, I did eventually fill it up at the, by, by the end of that first year, um, or fourth year, I should say. And when I moved home, I had like, you know, I didn't have a whole hell of a lot of stuff as a college student. Um, I had these boxes and I put them in the barn. And now our barn in the second level, there's a lot of storage up there for not just me, but also family members. And at the time, my ex needed some storage. So we threw some of her boxes up there. So I had my cousin's stuff because we're all... She she's a year older than I am, and then you know there were other family member stuff, and that box disappeared that had my journal in it. It had you know it had a variety of other things in it as well. It didn't make sense in terms of why I would put my journal in that box. It had no rhyme or reason, and again, it's one of those things where I went in like I, as I was moving my stuff because I always kept my stuff in the barn together because that was one of the rules if you were storing your stuff in the barn it had to be together you had to keep your stuff with your stuff so anyway i tore apart the barn looking for that one particular box now i don't know if my ex took it i don't know if my cousin took it and there was some pretty personal stuff i mean it was like 4 years of college worth of journaling <sighs> gone and you know it mostly it was like embarrassing stuff that neither my ex-girlfriend or my cousin needed to know like and then the other things that were in the box with it i don't know why they would have taken that box and why they would have taken it out of my personal stack of crap um but it was just very weird it was like just like gone and i asked my ex did you take that box she denied it. I asked my cousin, did you take that box? She denied it. Maybe I ended up throwing it out. I don't know. But yeah, that, that, the idea of losing a journal makes my stomach churn even today. It really bothers me. Um, and the idea that someone might have it and someone that I was close to, Hopefully they just threw it away because, I mean, it's not like my journals contain, like, prose that's going to win the Pulitzer Prize or Nobel Peace Prize or anything. I mean, it was mostly, you know, 17-year-old, 18-year-old, 19-year-old less musings about the world and things that had happened to me that no one really needs to ever read. I was, oh, God, so awful. The very thought, even thinking about talking about this right now is like... <laughs> makes me gag um so yeah yeah i had another thing that was significant but i don't remember what i was going to talk about now that i've been talking about the journal that just that just takes a cake that's just the worst so dade you still there 
Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I, I was on mute. Okay. What about stolen or suspected stolen? So I have a story about this. <laughs> um, this was actually last year um, when I was in college. It was my winding down the year. Um, and I would do a lot of work in the psychology building because on campus it was like the ugliest building ever. Um, I don't know if any listeners are familiar with Mount Holyoke, but it's like a campus full of beautiful buildings built in the early 1900s, some in the 1800s. And then you have the psychology building, which was born in the fifties and it has that very like brutalist, like Uh. square concrete look it's just it's not good so anyhow um because apparently there's some kind of rule like whenever you add a building to campus you have to build it in the architectural style of that time period (laughs) Um, smith college is like that too but yeah so anyhow i would do a lot of work there and um i would work in one of two places i would either work when you walk in the building there's like a huge lobby area with a table if I was needing some human contact, I would sit at that table and work there because I'd see friends, I'd see professors. But if I wanted to be left alone, I would go in a computer lab in the corner and no one would even see you and I'd be there all hours of the night. So um, I remember when I was working on my thesis, I would use pencil um, a lot to, you know, handwrite notes and everything. And um, I was sitting at the table in the lobby and I was writing notes and using just a Blackwing 602 and I got up to use the restroom and on campus, like it was completely safe. Like I would leave everything like I've left my computer and books and everything in the library and walked across the street to get lunch. Like people just don't take your stuff there. It's just a thing. Mm -hmm. It's same thing with like going to my favorite coffee place. Like, I've gone to therapy and left my backpack on the table in the coffee place. Like wow. it's yeah. So I'm not, it's, it's just communities. I guess I feel really comfortable in. And like, if you're well known somewhere, people kind of look out for you anyway. So I come back and my pencil's gone. And I was like, what? Like I was gone for maybe five minutes at the most. And I'm like, Oh, did it fall on the floor? Did I, did I take it with me? Did I like what? And it wasn't a big deal because it was a six Oh two. Like, uh-huh. It's not like it was a limited, it was not like it was a 211 or something. So I was like, that is really bizarre. So I let it be. I just like got another pencil, kept working and was just perplexed, almost like how you're perplexed about your pencil Mm. situation. Fast forward a couple weeks and I am in the same spot and there is, um, so in the lobby you walk in to the left is that big table to the right are the stairs to go down, but there's also like a couch area. Um, and at noon every day, almost every professor in the psych department has lunch together. It's actually really cool. They socialize, they talk, um, you know, it's just, it's fun. It's fun to be around. Um, and I look over and there's a professor using a Blackwing 602. And I was like, whoa, like, this is weird. Like, I can't, you know, obviously they probably didn't steal it, but like, it was that suspected, like, wait a minute, like, what are the odds? What are the odds that someone is going to use 
a Blackwing. Like, it's very rare to find someone in the wild like, that is familiar <laughs> with Blackwing and, and knows where to acquire them, <clears throat> you know? Um, but yeah, like, and it, it was, it, it wasn't a professor I knew and, and like, it wasn't like I was mad or anything, but it, it clicked in my head immediately. Like it got my brain going, like, mm-hmm. did they take that pencil? I mean, it's on the table that's right here, you know? And, and I'm always sitting here like what? Maybe, maybe they used it by accident, you know, and it, or didn't return by accident or, <laughs> or, or maybe it's just their own pencil. And it was really just a coincidence, but that was the suspected soul thing. That was just so funny. That stood out in my mind because like I said, it was just like it vanished off the face of the earth. Right. Um, and I figured at the college level, one would hope to be past that thing that, I mean, I was even guilty of it in grade school. You know, someone would bring something really cool to school and you'd take it mm-hmm. or you'd want to take it. And when I went to grade school, you had your, your homeroom and you had your desk where you put the books like in the desk Yep. yep. and um, you'd put everything there and you'd move to different classes and different students would use your desk and like people would go through your stuff and take stuff. But that was in third grade. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so speaking of that, totally tangential, my mom sent me a message. My third grade teacher retired this year. Wow. I'm feeling so old because she was young. She was a new teacher when I started, when I was in third grade. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was 30 years ago. So, um, so yeah. So, um, that was the most interesting. Um, I tried to think of something that I knew was outright stolen, but I really can't think of, of anything. I don't, I tend to, I tend to, prepare for my scenario so like if i'm going to my favorite coffee shop i bring whatever i want like i'm comfortable there um if i'm going somewhere where i'm questionable about like am i going to lose something or am i going to what what would happen if i lost this or or didn't have it anymore i just wouldn't take it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like when i work at the um high school i usually do not bring my cw pencils leather pencil case with all my good stuff in it because as i just said you know how kids are you know they see something cool so usually in those cases i'll I'll bring something that i don't mind having you know stolen or lost so Mm. but yeah that's my suspected stolen story (laughs) (laughs) what about you So, yeah, I've given like two sort of stolen stories. Um, So here's a for real stolen story. So um, for anyone who's been following the podcast, you know that my wife is an attorney. And for a long time, she worked in the – actually, I'm not going to give details on that because it's (laughs) awful. Um, So she did work in a courthouse here in the area. And I gave her – remember if it was for an anniversary or her birthday, but I gave her one of the limited edition Retro 51 Tornadoes that um, were the found, not founding father set, but like, like made out of special metal. So I think I got her the Eisenhower um, because it had a really cool pattern on it. And it was like brushed nickel looking not that I think it was really nickel, but maybe it was nickel plated, but it looked really cool. It had these bars on it. It was a really cool pen. Um, and so the way that she, she would, 
never leave anything on her desk because in the particular courthouse where she was working, um, jurors and defendants walked by her desk. So she would take everything home with her at the end of her day. So she would, during the workday, she'd have her Retro 51 in the bottom of the case with a little foam. If I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's very similar to the setup for the Baron Fig pens. So she would use that as a pen stand. And one day she came back to her desk and it was gone. Just like, and it never reappeared. And I guess it was like a day or two later, she saw one of the judges using it. The judge That's just, <laughs> the, and the judge was technically not her boss, but all, any of the judges could go to any of the clerks and basically ask them to do stuff. So it wasn't like she could say, can I have my pen back? Most likely what happened was one of the other clerks snagged it and gave it to the judge or someone else snagged it and gave it to the judge. I can't imagine that the judge would walk by and, and uh, take something that's obviously not a big stick. Um, but you never know either. I mean, some of them are pretty entitled people, but yeah. So, so anyway, um, that's, that's, you know, one of the judges that she worked with, who was technically her boss, swiped her very expensive Retro 51. And then, so to replace it, I got her a less cool but stainless steel Retro 51 with a brushed stainless steel finish. Really, they're really nice pens um, if you like them. She did not like the brushed stainless steel as much as she liked her, her nickel finished with the little bars on it. Um, and someone stole that, too. She didn't lose that when someone stole it at work. So, yeah. Retro 51s in a courthouse get swiped. And so the final, final little discussion point, what's the best thing you've ever found in terms of stationery? I couldn't come up with something for this one. Um, mm. It was really hard because like I said, anything that I find is trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I found countless, um, actually, whoa, wait a minute. I could, I could, I found something at work yesterday. Mm. Um, a Skillcraft pen. Oh, nice. Um, it was on the register too, like on our side. Like, so I don't know where it came from. I, I mean, at work we get a lot of, um, like construction workers, but also we work right across from this place that I don't know what they do. It's like a mystery, but they like do something with the department of defense, huh. like, like they're a contractor for them or something. Yep. Cause I see people come in with like ID badges. So maybe came from one of those people, but mm. yeah. And like it was beat to all hell and I was like, Oh, this isn't going to work. And it wrote beautifully. Yeah. They always do super smooth. And I, I was going to take it from work, but I forgot last night, but yeah, like, so I guess that is the coolest thing I found because like I said, most of the time I find like a, a splintered Ticonderoga in a parking lot somewhere <laughs> <laughs> um, or, you know, I'll find like some random, you know, half used no name pencil somewhere. So, uh, so yeah, that, that is perfect timing. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess if you want to count stuff I owned that I found again, um, I was cleaning my office and I have this, uh, like wooden box. I forget my wife at work sometimes clients bring like um like 
fruit baskets or chocolates or Mm -hmm. fancy stuff. Well, one of them, I think, came with like this wooden box that was fairly big. And uh, I'd say it was like, you know, almost like a foot deep. Like it's it's nice to store stuff. So I, I put a bunch of stationery in there, um, markers and stuff like that. Well, underneath the couple packs of Sharpie stuff that I have, I found another, a third metamorphosis. A Sweet. Fake. I know. Completely sealed and fine. Um, so yeah, so that was fun to find, but yeah, like I don't really find stuff in the wild that much. I also don't get around that much. So there's that. (laughs) Um, have you found anything amazing? I think the, one of the best things that I found, um, out in the, I don't know if you can really call it the wild. Um, but one of the places where I interned, they would get these random, like donations of craft supplies and art supplies and things and mixed in with a bunch of colored pencils was a um blackfoot indian pencil company um sundance so it was one of their yellow pencils and it's it's a crap pencil it's terrible but i definitely snagged that um and you know i found like I, I posted it on Instagram at shattered, driven over, um, triconderoga. Um, that was, it wasn't worth saving. Um, but I mean, going into the things that I've lost and then found, I had, when I was still working up in Haverhill, I have a zebra sarasa grand that I thought I'd lost. It had clearly fallen out of my bag because I always clipped it to the um, outer pocket of my Baron Fig um, messenger bag. Mm-hmm. And it had fallen out. And I couldn't find it all day long. And when I went back out to my car, it was sitting right next to my car and been driven over. Ouch. Like you can see where um, it kind of like was underneath the wheels or maybe, maybe not driven over, but stepped on. Um, we'll go with stepped on, not driven over. Cause it's not that damaged. And I picked it up, still works and still a good pen. And then when I was, so we bought the new car and that means I'm cleaning out the old car to sell for junk. And I thought I had lost my, um, Pentel Energel, alloy the refillable pen body for the um energel and couldn't like i've gone through two of them i have legitimately lost one couldn't find the dark blue one that i'd gotten to replace my teal version couldn't find it couldn't find it couldn't find it and it was tucked underneath the seat of the versa so refound that and even though it uh sat in the car for the last of our brutal winter it uh, writes just fine. Not a problem with it. Nice. So do you think, what else is there to talk about lost, found, and stolen? Well, I mean, I think that um, it's a complicated issue. Like, I mean, stealing or having stuff stolen really is horrible. Mm. But I, I've tried to adopt a stance of like, if that person really felt the need to take the thing that I owned, um, you know, they're like, like I try to understand the deeper motivation for some, something yeah. like that. Um, like I try to, I used to not feel this way, but I try to like really believe in the best in people. Yeah. You know, 
um, I don't know, maybe that judge was running late for something and he needed a pen and was running by and grabbed it and then realized that like, crap, I grabbed somebody's pen and now it's awkward because I'm a judge and like, I can't give it back. So, ah, let's just pretend it never happened. Right. (laughs) You know, I mean, highly unlikely, but still, you know, because it's, 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 it's an interesting kind of thing, like taking something that's not yours. Um, it's one of those like fundamental things that you're raised not to do, but it happens so much. Definitely. And I think for the most part, like, uh, the things that I've lost, things that have been stolen, things that I've found have been pretty low budget items, you know, like, you know, lost a pen in high school. Actually, she stole it. She admitted she stole it. Um, <laughs> but really, it was like a $10 pen. So it's not really, although back then to me, it was a significant chunk of change. I mean, $10 in today's money is what, like 30 bucks? Um, like it, it was, significant in that i liked the pen obviously i bought it um but not in terms of monetary loss i mean the, oh you know what i forgot to talk about so um the most significant loss in terms of expense was when i sold my namisu nova with a titanium nib okay. um and it was it very clearly it had a packing slip in it that had number one, the price, but also my address and phone number. So the person who received it could have called me and returned it to me. Um, so clearly they opened up because, I mean, what the post office was ex- thinking was that it was misdelivered. Uh, an address label got slid off someone else's package and ended up on the package. So it was misdelivered to the wrong address. It was clearly misdelivered back okay. here in town. And so the person could have contacted me relatively easily. I suspect that it ended up on eBay um, for the amount that I sold it or less, or maybe an art student had it. But I mean, that was, I mean, for the most part, anything that I've lost has been of minor significance in terms of money. And for other than the journal, which was an invasion of my privacy. Right. And that's just, I I have no kind words for anyone who would steal someone's journal or go through someone's journal. I don't, that, that is, it's an invasion of privacy, whether it's your kid or not, but I, I'm not going to go off on that tangent. Journals are private places. Um, other than that, most of the stuff that I've lost or had stolen from me was of minor significance. And even money, like in terms of the pen, what was most upsetting about the pen wasn't the amount of money that I lost out on and the um, person who paid for it lost out. She got her money back. Um, what was most significant about it was how much that person lost out on in terms of enjoyment because they bought it for them as their own Christmas gift. And right. that is a bummer to have something lost in the mail. Then the post office screw you around in terms of, I mean, it took me a month to get my refund. It was heartbreaking and a pain in the butt. And I really wanted to go over and pound on doors. Um, I'm glad I didn't know that I know the area a little better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking. Yeah. And you know, like it, um, 
like that's the significance is the emotional aspect of like things you've lost in terms of journals and things like that but if someone steals a pencil off my desk it's not really a big deal it's annoying yes because it bugs me to think like did i did i lose it did i lose it what did i do with that where did that go how did i lose that how did i manage to lose that thing um and so that's what's significant is the emotional aspect of like how did i lose that versus someone took something that is worth 25 cents to three dollars from me right right but yeah i agree with you they needed it more than me if they're stealing my pencil from me or even a pen exactly so yeah any other thoughts no, I mean, I, I think I pretty much said everything that I'd want to say about this. All right. Sweet. So um, I'm just going to move into our uh, outro here. Cool. So I just want to take a moment and thank everyone for being supportive to this podcast. It's really meaningful to me that everyone in the group interacts in such a calm peaceful intellectual and kind manner that is like i struggle with using facebook i mean we've we've talked that to death on the show um i would like to close up shop on facebook but our facebook group is the reason i return i don't often go onto facebook on my computer anymore because it forces me to interact with all of Facebook instead of the groups tab. And now I'm on my phone and which is why you, I'm terribly sorry, but you get a whole heck of a lot more in terms of typos because when I type with my thumbs, I hit period instead of the space bar. So I'm sorry. Um, so I'm, I just, I go to Facebook now for our group, for erasables, for the city steading, um, and then my kombucha groups, like the groups are what make Facebook work. And the people who annoy me, I block. Um, I've gone on about that too, but I'm not going to go on about it now. Um, and just, you know, that, that group is just fabulous. I enjoy it so much. I enjoy the interaction. So thank you for supporting us, joining the Facebook group, joining the, um, spectrum channel with us um just it's just great it's just wonderful to have that kind of support and if you love us which you do if you've been to the facebook group and if you're listening to this podcast i assume that you love us um the best way to let people know about this show is to share a link to your favorite episode on your social media whether it's on facebook or twitter or, I don't know, Instagram, some <laughs> wherever you are, let people know you love us and why you love us and share a favorite episode on your social media. We really, really appreciate the love and support. So you can find us online in a variety of places. You find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com and on our Spectrum chat. You can find me, Les, at comfortableshoesstudio.com Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC Harper, and also on Spectrum Chat. There will be links to all of those in the show notes. Dade, where can the fabulous folks 
find you? You can find me at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. As always. (laughs) 